given to us. Whenever we give, you multiply our offering. So today we give this gift to you. We offer you our prayers and our time. Take these gifts and use them for your kingdom on earth. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, there are two scripture readings, both from the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. The first one is from the book of Deuteronomy. And what I'll read for you is the fourth commandment of the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments appear in both the book of Exodus and the book of Deuteronomy. Second passage is excerpts from the 46th Psalm. And I'll say more about that because the 46th Psalm offers us some guides for how to hear God's word and be open and receptive to it. First, the fourth commandment. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. but The seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your child nor your servant nor any of your animals or any foreigner residing in your towns so that your servants may rest as you do. And in a moment when I read from the 46th Psalm, you will hear several times the word Selah. You'll hear it at the conclusion of a grouping of verses. And Selah is this curious and and beautiful word that we find dozens and dozens of times in the Psalms. But it's a little difficult to actually pinpoint the exact meaning of Selah. But it's a guide. It's a guide to the reader, to the listener. Because whenever the word Selah appears, it means pause, take a moment, contemplate God and open your heart to the Lord. Selah is a small moment of Sabbath. So receive these verses from the 46th Psalm and also receive the guidance to pause for the presence of God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. Selah. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. The Lord utters his voice. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, shatters the spear, and burns the shields. Selah. Be still and know that I am God, exalted among the nations. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. And may those words and those quiet moments which once transformed the disciples' hearts transform our hearts as well. Will you pray with me?
Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. Now I imagine, oh, say about an hour ago, it was still raining pretty hard, that a number of you might have been thinking along these lines, thinking, you know, I've got a lot to get done today. There's so much to do. I'm not really sure I have time to get there. And of course, there, I mean, well, here, right? And I will tell you, I've heard this in my years in the ministry from all ages, all generations, all seasons of life. You know, Rich, it's hard. With all the demands of my time, I, I have the best of intentions. It's difficult sometimes to get to church. I, I wish I came more. And yet, here you are, right? And your presence reminds me of something my preaching professor said to us in seminary in the first 10 minutes of the first class on preaching to a congregation. And he looked at us and he said, I want you to always remember this, that many of the people facing you every Sunday morning almost decided not to come. <laughs> and then he leaned over and said, so do not waste their time. <laughs> you decided to come. But have you ever paused to wonder why? I mean, why are you here? I mean, there's probably almost as many reasons as there are individuals in the sanctuary. Maybe it's, it's good for the kids and good for them to be here, and so you're tagging along. Maybe it was a hard week and you're hoping to find some rest or maybe encouragement or guidance. For some of you, your week isn't complete or depending on how you view Sunday, your week hasn't begun properly without the worship of God. And the next one's okay, and I know it for a few of you. Some of you here, probably just a handful, when someone in the family said, let's go to church, thought, I, I can go, I can take anything for an hour. <laughs> but that's okay, you're here. But I also have a hunch that no matter the reason you're here, and despite all that you have to do, you don't regret coming. And as far as I know, I don't think anyone at the end of their life has ever said, you know, I wish I had gone to church less. <laughs> Which brings us to the commandment that we are to honor the Sabbath. But I want you to know that the idea of Sabbath is much, much deeper than simply worship or church. Sabbath is a concept thousands of years old, and yet it's filled with as much potential as a newborn child. Sabbath is worship, but it's also rest. Sabbath is praise, but it's also play. And all of those wrapped together are what embolden and grow our spirit. And our theme this day is growing in faith. But you know, literally, Sabbath means, in Hebrew, to cease or desist. To cease or desist from the normal demands of your life. But you also heard 
from the expectations you have on others. It was a radical thought in that commandment that not only should you rest, but so should your servants, the animals, everyone should rest. And the reason that's listed in that way is because the commandment given to the Israelites to observe the Sabbath grows out of their experiences of people who had been in bondage. They had been slaves in Egypt. And a slave, and it doesn't matter what master you serve, but a slave cannot take a day off. Only someone who is free can choose to rest. As slaves in Egypt, the people of Israel were always at the mercy and the demands and expectations of of a relentlessly consumeristic and opportunistic pharaoh, a person who cared nothing for their well-being. But now, as the Israelites received this commandment to honor the Sabbath, now they had been, as are we, freed from our bondage to work. Now they are being guided by God into a way of life, a Sabbath, a way of life shaped by the God who knows you and loves you. The idea of Sabbath is a revolt. It's a revolt against the burdens of the Monday through Saturday world. Sabbath is God's freedom. About 25 years ago, the economist Juliet Shore wrote a book with the deeply depressing and dreary title, The Overworked American. It said that hours were up, stress was up, and family time was down for every socioeconomic class of Americans. And over the past 25 years, sociologists and economists have told us it's gotten even worse. And riding into that milieu is Sabbath. And it is a revolt against the grinds of life. It's a revolt because it's a way of life shaped by the God who knows us and loves us. And so you're here. On the Sunday as we consider how to grow in faith through the freedom found in Sabbath. So, let's not miss a chance to practice Sabbath. A sacred pause, right now, right in the middle of a sermon, which for me is work, so I'll take a Sabbath. And we will be guided by that beautiful Hebrew word, Selah, which reminds us to pause, to reflect and open our hearts to God. So if the Spirit moves you, let us enter into a moment of quiet and receptivity to God, into this moment of Sabbath, of Selah. You might wish to close your eyes, maybe lift your face a bit. Maybe you wish to enter into a posture of receptivity by opening your hands and placing them on your thighs but receive these words this time of Sabbath. 
God, we take this Sabbath moment to give praise to you. For you're the one who makes all things possible. Selah. We take this moment to remember that you, God, set us free to love others more than something. Selah. We pause to remember that you, God, will neither leave nor forsake us, and we are grateful. Selah. We take this moment to remember that you call us to love someone more than something. Selah. God, we need this time of Sabbath for you are our refuge and strength. You, God, are our help. Selah. Amen. Rest and worship, praise and play. One day a week to resist the tyranny of the bondage of too much to do. I promise you, Sabbath can be an anchor for an abundant life. But you might be thinking, okay, I made it here, but this is only an hour, right? What about Wednesday or when Thursday rolls around and I'm buried in things to do? Well, to help the spirit of this time linger into the days ahead, I want you to consider this Jewish Sabbath tradition. Many of you know that in Judaism, the Sabbath begins at sundown on Friday with a meal. And on Saturday evening, the Sabbath comes to its conclusion with another meal that bids farewell to that sacred day. But then, sometimes parents will say a blessing for their children and then put a little bit of a sweet spice on their tongue a sweet spice. They do so so that the taste of Sabbath freedom will linger on into the days ahead. They give them a Sabbath spice. Well, as you depart worship this morning, our ushers will have baskets of peppermints at the door. Take a piece home. Some people at the first service said they took a couple and put it in your pocket, on your desk at work, on your kitchen window, put it in your backpack, and may it be your own version of Sabbath spice. And then sometime this week, when you need to remember the Sabbath, pop it into your mouth, and remember not only that you are loved by God, but you are free to love others as Christ loves us. And then remember how sweet that is. Selah.